haunted swamps to creepy castles. The Podcasting Hour is your home for horror on the Fire and Water Network. Join me, PJ Frightful, on this quarterly anthology podcast that gazes into the mysterious and terrifying shadows of DC Comics. The moon is full and the bell tolls for midnight, the podcasting hour. And you're listening to Goth Girl Horror, part of the Radio Horror Network. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm your co-host, Serena. And tonight on the show, we are covering Hackslash versus Vampirella, issue number two. But before we get to our issue, we have a very special guest on the show with us. A very important guest also uh, to the Vampirella mythos, who is returning to Vampirella uh, very shortly. He was the writer of Vengeance of Vampirella back in the 90s, and he is returning to relaunch the comic book through Dynamite Entertainment, who was the publisher of Hackslash vs. Vampirella. Tom, introduce yourself. Hi, how's it going, guys? This is Tom Snagoski, the original uh, 90s Vampirella guy, coming back again. Offer I couldn't refuse. Tom, how did you get involved with Vengeance of Vampirella? Was that your idea to launch that title as, like, Vengeance of Vampirella? Um, I had been on, when the, Harris Comics relaunched Vampirella, and I came on with issue two, I believe. I, I came in to finish, the writer left the book, and I came in to finish issue two, and I wrote issue three, and they decided that they wanted to kind of give it a new spin, because the issues had been late with the artists and the, uh, and the original writer. So they, they came up with the whole Vengeance of Vampirella title, and I was perfectly fine with it <laughs> yeah so that yeah they, they they came up with the original title really but, okay. but i did i did write vampirella number two three and then they canceled the book and started it over again with vengeance of vampirella okay that is insanely freaking confusing why is vampirella just a constant just like back to issue number one back to issue number one because dynamite i absolutely love them but i absolutely hate them for doing this every five minutes there is a new Vampirella number one. Dynamite did it a lot, but Harris did it, I believe Harris did it twice. Ugh. The original Vampirella and then Vengeance. And then there were other like miniseries and then Harris went away and then Dynamite picked up Vampirella and has have done multiple multiple series with with her since, yes. All right, so it's just a great laid the groundwork for the compu- for all of the friggin' confusion. Is there even like a Vampirella timeline out there for anyone to follow? Like, okay, so she first appeared here, and now this is where she I, is. 
I can't imagine that there's somebody's bound to have done it. I've never done it, but I'm I'm sure somebody's done it. Oh, it's ridiculous though that that she's had this many like restarts. And now with you returning to Vengeance of Vampirella, which is going right. to be separate than their current Vampirella storyline going on right now, which I don't even know even even acknowledges the previous volumes that like Nancy Collins has done or any of the other stuff or whatever, uh, Crown of Worms, you know, all those other trades that are out there from Dynamite. Um, your Vengeance of Vampirella is kind of like Marvel and uh, Marvel's GI Joe Transformers that IDW did, which is a uh, continuation of the old numbering system, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, what they what they did was they invited me to come back and continue with my continuity. So when I my last Vampirella for Harris was Vampirella Death and Destruction. Uh, it was a miniseries that I did with Christopher Golden. Right. And in that, that was my last issue of Vampirella. And at the end of that issue, she died. Right. Okay. So you're picking it up from that or Vengeance of Vampirella number 25? I'm picking it up from Death and Destruction, the last issue of Death and Destruction, which I believe they stopped Vengeance at that point. They did. They stopped Vengeance, and then were doing those, they were doing the miniseries. So Death and Destruction was the following uh, series to them canceling the original Vengeance. Okay, so, um, because then afterwards there was the Rebirth and Retribution, and then... Those are all different people, yeah. Right, and then... Grant Morrison... Right, right, and then there was the Grant Morrison relaunch ongoing with Amanda Connor. Exactly. Okay, all right, okay. Actually, Amanda Connor drew Death and Destruction also. Right, and didn't she draw the end of Vengeance of Vampirella? Wasn't that her? Yeah, actually, she might have. You you might be right there, yeah. Yeah, and you guys were both going to be at a convention together with her husband. Probably, most likely. <laughs> no, the, you're, you're, you're going to be at a convention together in New Hampshire. Coming up in New Hampshire. Right, right, the last weekend. For sure, yes, definitely. Okay. I'm for years, so well, I, I see them at almost all, every convention that I do. So When you were writing Van, uh, Vengeance of Vampirella, what were you wanting to do with the title to make it like stand out? Because it became like like one of the biggest 90 bad girl comic books of the 90s. Honestly, the, the, my approach to it, and in, in, I had always been an enormous fan of the, uh, the Marvel horror books, like... Uh-huh. Uh, Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night, uh, The Golem, The Living Mummy, which took, like, really cool horror ideas and kind of mixed them with, like, action. It's like a a cool action story, but with horror elements to it. Yep. And that was kind of, like, what I wanted to do, and it was definitely what Harris said. Wow, that sounds cool. Let's do that. So... um, I I basically got my wish with, uh, with, with the original Vengeance. Which I'm guess, I'm actually getting to keep, like I said, I'm carrying it on with the the new vengeance at Dynamite. And you're picking it up after Death and Death and Destruction, you said. Yeah. After oh. the last issue, of De- it picks up 25 years after Death and Destruction. And she comes back to life. Yes. Okay. And and, corrected. For, uh, and uh, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to get too much away, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole first issue is kind of like leading up to the resurrection, so it's what's been going on in the world for that 25 years leading up to uh, her resurrection. And uh, so this is like, uh, so Death and Destruction is like three issues, so this would be like Vengeance of Vampirella issue number like 29? Yeah, probably, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't remember my numbers that well, but yeah, I would probably be around there. I always had that uh, uh, 
how much does the writing influence the uh, artist? I mean, who really dictates to who about like how things are going to be done, especially like with the covers? Because there's that one iconic cover, which I guess Dynamite's redoing, where she's like in the pool of blood up to her butt oh, cheeks, yeah. and they're just pouring the blood into her mouth in this very yeah, erotic a, picture. Yeah, Have you seen that, Serena? Yeah, I did. That was that Joe Cassano. That was Joe Cassano and Jimmy uh, Palmiati did that cover. That was that was such a big deal because they did multiple colors. Yeah. It was like a green blood color and um, a gold. I think it was a gold. But those, some of those had like really tiny print runs, and yeah, those were those were quite uh, quite the collectibles. But that, yeah, that was a great cover. That that uh, that blood fountain cover was terrific. Serena, do you have any questions for Tom? I'm just trying to piece together this whole Vampirella timeline in my head because. <laughs> well, you know what? With my stuff, just think, I, I, uh, when I was talking with Nick Barucci, who's the president of Dynamite, he referred to it as the Snagoski-verse. So, <laughs> so basically, he let, he let me keep what I had set up in my original run. So I'm going okay. to be using characters that I use. So if you look at the original Ven- Vengeance of Vampirella series, that's kind of like the framework for what I'm what I'm doing in the in the new Vengeance series. Okay, so if you haven't been reading Vampirella since your last run, you won't be incredibly lost. Not at all, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because it, it really, it, honestly, it picks it, it picks right up. I'm using uh, all the like you know the original cast members that are still alive and and things like that. Yeah, even characters and uh, organizations that I introduced. In the original Vengeance of Vampirella, I'll I'll be playing with in uh, in the new Vengeance. Oh, awesome! Because for someone like me who hasn't been reading them like the whole time, sometimes it can be a little daunting to think about a new run coming up. And I'm like, but I haven't read anything else, and am I going to be lost? So that's really good <laughs> to hear. Well, it's interesting. When I I had I had a talk with Christopher Priest, who's the writer on the new just plain Vampirella series. Uh-huh. And he was trying to, I guess he's gone out of his way to try to incorporate all the other writers that, that have been working on the book since. Yeah, he kind of does it in a, like, she's on a, she's in a, um, she's in a psychiatrist's office, and yeah. she's, like, yeah. exposing dialogue uh, to let you know, like, everything that's come before has happened to me. Well, it's funny because he, he said to me, all right, where does your story fit in? And I said, it doesn't because it's basically the apocalypse has happened to Earth. So, you know, the Earth didn't get better. <laughs> so, to, to, you know, so your story can refer to it. So think of mine as an alternate timeline. And he was oh, like, okay. Was okay. Like, Shit, really? I had I to gotta do that? Uh, really? Uh, you, you could tell he wanted really to kind of incorporate. That's stuff, but it was impossible. One of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, Vampirella characters is Pendragon. Is he coming back? Pendragon is back with a difference. Yeah, yeah. Pendragon is Pendragon is is back, but he's 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 changed. Something Ooh. something dramatic has happened to him. Oh, he's not gonna be a bad guy, is he? No, 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 no. Okay, no, not, at all. not at all. All right, all right. I was gonna say, you do that. No, he, cancel uh, my he, first issue. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. I yeah, know. no, yeah, he's a he's a fun character, and he was, you know, and uh, obviously you killed off Adam at the end of uh, the original yeah. run. Yep, we killed we killed him, and I think in my last issue of Death and Destruction, he died. Yeah, or issue twenty five. Was it Death and Destruction or was it twenty five? 
you know what? I just I, I had pulled my old uh, compilation out of uh, out of the mothballs, and I don't know if that included twenty five or if it was just Stefan's destruction. Oh, okay. It might have included 25. You might be right there. Is the Necrophage going to be back? The Necrophage, no. Okay, because that was a character I remember uh, being in the other two, but that also appeared again in, Ret- in, in Rebirth and Retribution, which I know is not part of your thing. Your, your coming up ongoing. I think somebody else created that. Hemorrhage will be back. Hemorrhage, that's what I meant. That's, that's who I meant. That's who I meant. Hemorrhage. Hemorrhage, Hemorrhage is back in issue three. Okay, excellent. And uh, the, the, the Blood Queen, what's her name? Nick's. Oh, uh, Mistress Nick's? Yes, who, like, God, <laughs> Amanda Connor's artwork, which can look very cartoony sometimes and very, like, incredibly sexually graphic. There's a scene where she throws up into the mouth of that hemorrhage guy, and he just eats it. And I was like, oh, my God. Ew. Yes. <laughs> like, these are, like, demonic characters or whatever, and they're, like, having sex, and she's, like, done with them. She's like, yeah into his yeah. mouth, and he's just like, oh, yeah, throw up on me, mistress. And I'm like, what the hell? Nick's is running everything in, at, at, in the uh, current storyline. Do you think this is kind of similar to, have you read um, Brian Polito's Lady Death? Oh, yeah, I'm actually very good friends with Brian. Yeah, I've, I've, read, I've read most of the Lady Death stuff. But honestly, I mean, other than strong female characters, I... Uh, you know, badasses. I, I really don't think there's much of a much of a similarity. Oh yeah, but you know what I mean. Like in in the in the most recent Kickstarters, Lady Death comes back. Um, they ignore all the previous continuity because it takes place right after the uh, the end of the Chaos Universe, which unfortunately was the bankruptcy of the company. Um, okay. And uh, Lady Death comes back, and she is just you know uh, dealing with everything that's happened over the last twenty thirty years since Chaos went out of business. Oh, okay. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, and uh, they're they're uh, pulling out characters that they have access to because there's um, if if uh, the chaos, unfortunately, characters all kind of got chewed up and spit around. I mean, Dynamite's got some of them, and Brian doesn't have access to them. Right, 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 right. Are we going to see any like crossovers with Vengeance of Vampirella? Uh, not at this time. I mean, if if. If uh, Dynamite is interested in doing something that they want me to do, I might consider it, depending on what they want to do. But okay. uh, as, of, as of right now, it's just I've got a massive storyline planned for at least ten issues. Is uh, she still the daughter of Lilith from Hell, and the space alien origin is gone? Because that was established in your... As far as I'm concerned, yes. <laughs> okay. I never liked the space alien the space, thing. The space alien stuff just doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't work for me either. I like I like what you did, revealing that that was a false memory, and that, in fact, she's actually the daughter of Lilith from Hell. And then later on, Harris came out with this uh, four-issue miniseries that made it seem like, oh, wait, there's another part of her origin, and Lilith is actually demonically evil and she's manipulating her daughter making her think she's actually good and trying to find retribution for what she did in the Garden of Eden and blah 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 and I was just like oh no and then Dynamite came along and was like no she's a space alien again and people were like Jesus Christ <laughs> was, the, was that one that you were just talking about was that the painted one by Joe Jesco no this was a which what what are you talking about what, I, when you, the, 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 the one that kind of Came after what I did. You said there was something where Lilith was shown to be bad, and 
Yeah, they, there was a they, um, there was a there was a four issue miniseries. I don't remember who wrote it, um, but uh, in, in it it's revealed the artwork in it is oh god, it's amazing. But in it, it's revealed that Lilith is evil all along, and she's not trying to find retribution, and okay. she's been working behind the scenes, pretending to be good, or it's somebody else. Oh, my God. They just they changed it to the point the fans either loved it or hated it because yeah. it kept the whole – she is still the daughter of Lilith, but Lilith is, like, the emperor now. And yeah. um, they also, like – sexualized Lilith in a lot of ways too, which was really weird because she was kind of like, she got really conservative in your run and then the uh, Grant Morrison I, I, stuff as well. She was almost like a, like a, like a goddess in, in the run. Right. But, and then the, the miniseries that I'm referring to, she got like, she's got like, she looks like she's wearing a see-through version of Vampirella's costume on and she's getting all touchy-feely with her daughter too. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> the one that James Robinson wrote. Right, right, right. Um, Tom, where can uh, where are people going to be able to find you coming up at the end of the month? Uh, I'm going to be. What is the? I'm going to sound like an idiot. Well, uh, I'm going to be in New Hampshire at a Halloween show on the twenty. The last Saturday of the month, twenty sixth. Was like the twenty sixth. Yeah. Yes. I don't remember. I don't remember what he's calling it. It's in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yep, it's um, the Southern New Hampshire Comic Bash and at the Holiday Inn. That's it. And yeah, you're going to be there with, like, uh, four other people who have worked on Vampirella before. Oh, really? Yeah, Jimmy, Amanda, you, um, and, like, to like one or two others. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I know Amanda and, and Jimmy were going to be there, but I didn't know if anybody other, other vampy people will be there. That yep. kind of cool. Yeah, but they're not doing a panel because the con's only, like, six hours long. Yeah, I and I asked them about that, and they said no. The con's really short, and we do realize we do have a lot of Vampirella talent coming, but there's just no time to do a panel. That's too bad. Yeah. So, but uh, you uh, you had mentioned on Twitter, bring down uh, your run of Vengeance of Vampirella to have people sign it. Oh yeah, whatever you whatever you have, long as I wrote it, I'll sign it. Awesome. <laughs> well, hey Tom, thank you very much for coming on the show to talk about Vengeance of Vampirella. All right, thank you very much. I hope you, people enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying writing it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it coming back. Again, it's the title that got me into the character. Oh, that's very cool. Thank you, Tom, and have a happy Halloween. All right, take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye. Part two of the Hack Slash vs. Vampirella miniseries, The Heart is a Lonely Killer, was published by Dynamite in 2017. Written by Sean Aldridge with art by Rafa Lobasco, colors by Chris O'Halloran, and lettered by Crank. We open with Cassie and Vlad fighting the demon left behind by the blood-red Queen of Hearts. Killing demons is a lot of guesswork, and while trying to kill it, Vampirella comes in with a killer punch through the back of its head. Vampirella explains that you can't kill a servant demon, you can only send it back to its master. We then cut to the servant demon explaining to the blood-red Queen that it was Vampirella who showed up and sent him back, the mention of her name infuriating the Queen. Cassie is growing impatient. She wants to go after the queen. Vampirella urges caution against rushing into a fight with her. The blood-red queen of hearts was a high priestess for the cult of chaos, sacrificing people to the mad god. She was his favorite, but demanded too much. She demanded immortality and wanted to be his queen. This angered the mad god, who ripped her soul from her body and trapped her in a playing card, granting her the immortality she wanted. If a mortal woman touches the playing card, she becomes possessed by the queen using them until moving on to another body. She could be anyone. 
She uses the bodies to collect hearts for the mad god Chaos in hopes of earning his love. The trio head out to see a witch about some information. Vampirella goes in with the demon servant's tongue, servant demon's tongue, while Cassie and Vlad wait in the van. The witch informs them that they would find the queen in an abandoned warehouse. When they arrive, they find plenty of demons but no queen. As they fight their way through the demons, one calls for Cassie to catch. Vampirella tried to warn her, but it's too late. She catches the playing card and is then possessed by the blood-red queen of hearts. And thank you, Serena, for your excellent plot synopsis. Thank to our guest, Tom, for coming on the show uh, for Vengeance of Vampirella. God, do you think Vampirella probably has the most convoluted, complicated comic book chronological order history in comics next to, like, Judge Dredd or Tank Girl? Yeah, I was having a hard time, like, following all of that. Like, wow. <laughs> Isn't it great that at least Hack Slash has been collected in omnibuses, and the most recent omnibus includes Greg's timeline? Yes, I use that timeline all the time. All the t- Use that timeline all the time? I do. Like, I refer back <laughs> to it when we read all of our issues and whatnot. We have a lot of issues on the show, don't we, Serena? Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I think it's like complete up to uh, the Dynamite Chaos crossover, right? I think so. Because then Pro happens afterwards, we've established. So, mm-hmm. And then then the question will be, okay, so then the 15th anniversary special will come out, whatever. So that will be... Yeah. All right. So let's get right into the issue. So the cover I have has Cassie and Vampirella locking hands covered in blood with Vlad hulking above them. Looking I have the other one. brainy, very his head looks bumpy and weird. Uh, just <laughs> and the mask almost looks like it's a part of his face. <laughs> right. So you have the other cover by Gordon Sadeska, which uh, I posted yeah. on uh, Twitter this week. Yeah, it looks like this. It kind of looks like the Seattle Space Needle Tower behind which, them. Is that a replica of that in Vegas? Uh, oh, there is, isn't there? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Oh, I think there is. I just, I used to live around Seattle, so I didn't even think about the Vegas one. But duh, that makes sense. They're in Vegas. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Rafa Labosco's artwork? We didn't talk much about that last uh, last time. I actually really like it. Like, Cassie looks way different but um, than she usually does, but not in a bad way. And Vampirella like, looks just like vamp- the way Vampirella should. Pretty much, pretty much. Large Which and in I charge. Like I mean, she's also she's she's she should also be like as like tall as like Wonder Woman and definitely taller than Cassie. Cassie should be like yeah. this tiny skinny little waif, and Vampirella should be kind of not hulkling, but just you know she should be built a little bit, just just a little yeah. bit. This artist, by the way, has also worked on the James Bond series for Dynamite. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, as well as the Hack Slash Chaos. I should have known that. So he's a dynamite <laughs> artist. But, yeah, he's worked on a lot of um, James Bond stuff. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. I, like, I thought when I first, like, read his name that it sounded familiar. It's probably from the Chaos one. So yeah, in the, um, the, the first panel, we have uh, Cassie and Vlad being thrown into the door. And I want you to read the dialogue that starts with, Gasp! In Cassie voice. Where the, where's the gasp? The gasp is the first panel of the oh. second page. Gotcha, okay. I'm oh, sorry, I'll start it. Gasp! Would you believe room service? 
playtime's over. You ready to take the the brimstone ass melon motherfucker out? Yes. <laughs> oh, time to go back to whatever hellhole spawned you, dipshit. Yeah, you can do the yeah. Yeah, Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that brimstone smelling part. Yeah, and this demon gets like stabbed in the face and then the balls and the chest. Oh, I love it. Like she can't kill him. She's like, God, like come on, just die. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. The last one. And then, of course, it takes Vampirella to save her because then she punches the thing's head off. Splack. Yeah. (laughs) Well, not really. She kind of comes through the back of his head. But she takes it off and then he dusts... Obviously, she's super strong. Right. And he dusts... She dusts him. Mm Mm-hmm. She's too old for this shit. (laughs) Yeah, basically. She Um, kind of comes in like, okay... Let me just kill this guy real quick. Right, 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 right. And of course she's all over Vlad. Did he hurt you, my beautiful one? <laughs> she's so in love with him. He, I think she so likes, beautiful. She likes the big boys. <laughs> yeah. But I think but I think it's funny because we're so used to like Cassie getting that kind of attention and like she doesn't even give a shit about Cassie. She's like, Oh, Vlad Cassie's just kinda of sitting there like, Okay, let me dust my own self off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we we go back to the uh, the blood queen with the demon who's all like uh, ah back in hell and uh, she's got like a heart apparently from a victim. Yeah, and looks like she's putting it in a box with her skull candle holder. Right, right, definitely. I thought the box was I thought it was a chest for a second, but no, it's a box. Just it looks really big in then one panel and tiny in another. Yeah. I was all in the chest because I just got done watching a Scooby Doo movie about the chest of demons. <laughs> I thought it kind of looked like the see, like the Snow White box that the heart is supposed to go in. Yeah, because I don't know why. Hearts in boxes remind me of Snow White, I guess. Um, yeah, didn't the Wicked Queen want to stick Snow White's heart in a box? Yes, yeah, totally children appropriate. Absolutely. Very good grim fairy tales. So we get back to uh, Vampirella's hotel room, and Cassie's sitting there uh, trying to get her uh, bat in uh you know, cleaned and and talking to uh, Vampirella about uh, her, uh, you know, like what she believes in vampires. She doesn't like demons. She does not like the occult. Yeah. I like that Cassie, Cassie, ha, that Cassie's just impatient. She's like, come on, let's go. Like, I want to go bash some skulls in. Where can I find this lady? Right. And then, of course, Vlad can see Vampirella's silhouette in the doorway, and he's, like, bugging eyes out. Because Vlad's, like, the same age as Cassie. He's, like, in his early 20s. Oh, is he? I don't think I ever thought about how old he was. I mean, he's got to be, like, he's not, like, like in his 50s, is he? No. Okay, because he's no. a kid, almost. He's just a monster. Yeah, I, you know, for some reason, I think I just always kind of put him as being slightly older than her. I just, I have no reason for that, but. I'm sure yeah, we can ask. I how old he is. I, well, we'll ask him when he comes back on. I can't believe I never thought about that before. So the next couple pages are, are Vampirella uh, dialogue about how the Blood Queen is passed around with the Queen of Hearts card. Yeah, which I think is super cool. It is hilarious when uh, Vlad and Vampirella finally see Vamp- uh, sorry Vlad and Cassie see Vampirella's outfit, the traditional outfit that we know and love her in, and Cassie is just like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, but like that's what she's saying, but her face is saying, "Hello." Oh, is it? Because she's like <laughs> laughing, but Vlad is sitting there going. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> He's just trying to contain himself. 
And then in, like, the second panel, she almost looks like she's trying not to look. Right, 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 right. Oh, okay. You think it's her bisexuality is just like, oh, my God. Yes. I want to put my of. tongue in this woman's... Um... <laughs> yeah, but then, of course, in, like, typical fashion, she's like, uh, I can't imagine anyone would choose to fight in that. I don't know. I think that's the whole reason they draw her that way is that she can fight and move around better. And also because, hello, why wouldn't you not if you had a body like Vampirella? I've always wondered what kind of, like, glue or something she uses to keep that over her boobs. How does she never have a nip slip? Now, if you go to the Radio Horror YouTube channel, you can check out my interview with Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and she will talk about why Elvira and Vampirella will never do a crossover. Really? Yes. That sounds juicy. The uh, uh, so um, so then they go riding through Vegas. Go on with your note. I'm typing the, something. I was giving you a lead in. Sorry. Oh, I was reading. Sorry. Yeah, like because I forgot that she took the demon servant's tongue, and that's what they're carrying with them. That's a giant tongue, by the way. Yeah, Cassie's all like, "Ew, what the hell?" And Kimberly's like, "Please, this, I'm a vampire with heightened senses. I can smell the most nastiest things in this van." <laughs> right, I love that. Like, she's like, "Ew, you brought that in the van." Like, come on, that's not the worst thing that has been in or happened in that van. I'm sure. Right, and we do know that Vlad will one issue coming up during the de- the, the Devil's Do Press Run, walking on Cassie masturbating in that van. Yeah, not the worst thing that's happened. Right. Also, they pass a sign that says Gypsy Reader Fortune Teller. Again, that word, Gypsy, is it a bad word to say? I don't use it simply because I know that some people don't like it. Correct. And I don't want to offend anybody, so I just choose not to use it. Cassie spits on the bat like a baseball player. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Like, right, yeah, right before she goes into fight. Right. I did think that it was funny that while they were in the van waiting for Vampirella to get done with the fortune teller, that she's like, come on, Vlad, like, I'm going to need you to be on your game. Like, snap out of it. I see how you get around her. The uh, So, Vampirella, do you notice how she fights? She knocks the demons in the back of the head, and that makes them disintegrate? Yeah, or at least sends them back to their master. Right, 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 right. The use of coloring in this comic book is also very unique. It's very diluted, but it's also... Vlad looks like a badass with his trench coat. Yes, he does. He should get a black trench coat. Yeah, I like the color palette. I was actually thinking about that when I was reading through the issue. Right, right. I think that's why he... um, I think that's why this artist is, like, on to James Bond, because, let's face it, this this definitely would fit, like, a, a, a spy noir story like Bond. Oh, definitely, like, especially how I just mentioned uh, Vlad's coat moving. It definitely reminds me of, like, Spider Noir from Into the Spider-Verse. It's always flapping. What is the What is the demon called, Cassie? Oh, Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Batgirl. What's funnier, though, is that she responded. She was like, oh. She looked. But also, like, come on, that's got to be the most perfect throw of a playing card ever. Who has ever successfully thrown a playing card at somebody? How did it not float through the air? True. Um, Well, Gambit did it all the time, right, in (laughs) X-Men? Well, he's got powers. Excuse me, Gambit's powers are to kinetically charge something to explode, not throw playing cards perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) It goes with it. Excuse me. So then Cassie becomes the Blood Queen and has to fight Vampirella. Dun, dun, dun. Gee, this plotline has not been done before. But I like when she catches the card. She's like, fuck me and my cat like reflexes. And then she's the queen. She's possessed. 
Right, right. And I love the cover for the next one coming up where Cat, where Vampirella is just like bleeding all over the floor. Um, and uh, when the Queen of Hearts starts possessing bodies, Cassie and Vampy's alliance hits a bit of a rough patch and things turn into a battle you can really sink your teeth into because vampires. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> Funny little puns. Yeah. There's only two covers for this. I, I don't count the black and white covers as being like... They're the same cover, just in black and white. Yeah. But there's only two covers. That's amazing. Do you know how many covers there were for the first issue with the new launch of Vampirella? Oh, my God. It was like 20. Yeah. 20. And I am that in that case, I am counting virgin covers, black and white covers, mm-hmm. sketch covers. Like, seriously? Good God. Yeah. That's a little too much. I didn't... Uh, I also forgot to point out that when Vampirella dusts that first demon, it's a full-page shot of it happening. And it kind of reminds me of Buffy. Oh, it does. I didn't think about that. It definitely has a little Buffy vibe. Um, the ads in this, by the way, I'd have to point this out, because have you ever seen John Carter of Mars? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you know the Princess of Mars is this character in the middle of the comic book, Deha Thorne? Mm-hmm. That's the princess in John Carter of Mars. You, but you would never see her in that Disney movie wearing that nipple tassel no. costume. No. And there is never. a, there is a, I think she, it, she has a comic book that she teams up with Red Sonia or Vampirella on the newsstands now, right? I think so. The yeah. big, busty, yeah. beautiful, bra-encrusted women, <laughs> encased women? Yeah. <laughs> so not Disney. Oh, my God. Oh, and, and, and uh, okay, so that's, that's the statue, by the way. The comic book has her basically wearing, like, the gold bikini, like, Princess Leia. But then in the lower right-hand corner, you have the five statues, which cost, like, $150 apiece. Vampirella, Purgatory, Daisha Thorns, um, uh, Red Sonia, and uh, Jungle Girl. Oh, I didn't know about Jungle Girl. Yeah. I didn't see her. Okay, so there's this Jungle Girl, and then there's also Jungle Fever, which has, like, a Jungle Girl. That's the penthouse oh, penetration cover, pissing cum covers that you see. Yeah. Yeah. There's some serious, <laughs> hardcore, triple X, like, material on those covers that Dynamite won't yeah. cross. Um, <laughs> Dynamite doesn't do a lot of nudity. They they do some, but not a, not a whole heck of a lot. There is a uh, ad for Battlestar Galactica versus Battlestar Galactica. I guess this is the original timeline versus the remake timeline. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, the two universes cross over. Swords of the Swashbucklers. I don't know what this comic is. But it's apparently a reprint of an old comic book and by Jackson Geis, who is a fantastic artist, by the way. Um, Pierce Brosnan's Red Rising, Son of Ares. That's kind of cool. No, not Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brown. I'm sorry. I can't read. <laughs> I was about to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And then the back of the issue has a James Bond ad. But uh, that's it. These Again, these comic books feel always kind of skinny, don't you think? Just a little bit. Not so ad heavy. No, 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 no. Um, oh, plus we're used to having like the letters in the back and stuff like that. Right, right. Which we'll get back to when we get back to our uh, Devil's Due yeah. Press coverage. But uh, I like this. I, I will. I'm going to say this every issue. I thought this was a good miniseries, and I love the follow up in Resurrection. Yeah, I like this little miniseries. I did. I thought it was a good way to put them two together without having it be like the typical. Uh, they just meet and hate each other and fight. Vampirella's best team-up ever is, have you ever read Vampirella Catwoman? No, I didn't even know about that. And do you know who draws that? No. Tara Witch of the Black Rose uh, creator, Jim Valiant, because he was the artist on Catwoman at the time. Oh, I'll have to look up 
those. It is a. It is. You can easily find it on the aftermarket. It's not a high demand, you know, out, out of print comic book, but it is a beautiful cover of Catwoman whipping her whip on her feet and Vampirella just like slinking down below her, and just all oh. the sexiness on that cover. <laughs> Yeah, they also introduced a brand new Vampirella character in that crossover that um, is working for Penguin, and he doesn't realize it, named Panthera. She's a woman who could turn into a panther woman. And there's this nice exchange between Vampirella and Catwoman where she's like, ah, like Vampirella's hurt or whatever, and Catwoman's like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, I took one in the gut or whatever. And she's like, well, I, I know some great all-night blood banks we could break into, but... <laughs> and then she takes off her glove, off the glove off of her hand, and says there's always the alternative. And Vampirella, like, takes a hold of her arm and smiles at her. And you're just like... But they switch to, like, Catwoman with her arm wrapped up in a bandage or whatever. And you're like, no! You're so known for drawing sexy women! You can't give us, like, one panel of Vampirella sucking on Catwoman's arm? Such a tease. That's a tease. That's mean. <laughs> yeah, such a tease. But seriously, Serena, find the comic book if you can. I, it's one of my favorite Jim Ballion issues ever and one of my favorite Vampirella issues. Just, it's I just like one time they ever did it, you know, is Vampirella Catwoman. And you're like, this should happen again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These women have the same bus line. <laughs> <laughs> But at least we get more like Vampirella and Kathy Hack. Yes, we do. We do. When maybe when um, when we get Tim on the show, we'll ask him if we can do. If we'll see uh, a third of those uh, crossovers. So. Yeah. Because um, I think they play really well together. I like do. Attitude. I do. And, and I would just love to see her like bone up on Vlad. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody at this point is like, come on, you wanna? Yeah, you definitely. God, I would love to see Cassie fight like Tony uh, Candyman. Ooh. You know, but I don't know the copyright with with Candyman and, and there's a Jordan Peele movie coming. The remake is yeah. gonna star Tony Todd, so I don't know how that works. But again, that's why we're gonna have Tim back on the show. We can ask him, Hey, you know, the crossover stuff has been great and I know you don't want to do it every single time, but who mm-hmm. can we see for another crossover you know, do a do a crossover with? How about Hack slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The Turtles crossover with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing did you know what the next turtle crossover is gonna be? No. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <gasps> Shut up. Yep, Boom Studios and IDW are crossing over. I'm going to need to get that. And the last time they did that was the god-awful Mutant's Next Mutation with the Venus female turtle and the Power Rangers Ew, in what? space. Ew. Yeah, yeah. There was a female Ninja Turtle, and she had female Ninja Turtle boobs. Thank <laughs> God that uh, Jenica, the new female turtle that was just introduced, is flat-chested. Because turtles do not have breasts. And yes, she was a human female at one point, but they're not drawing her curvaceous. They're drawing her like every other turtle, except she is a little (laughs) skinnier, and she does wear full coveralls. Oh, well, that makes sense. But because she was a woman anyway, she wore full ninja garb to begin with, you know? She was a part of the Foot Clan. She was the shojin of Master Splinter, who was at that, that, (laughs) at that point the leader of the Foot Clan. Yeah. So it makes complete sense that she's not just gonna just strip it off and be like, Well, I don't have breasts anymore, I might as well just go right. with the boys. No, that's that's dumb. Why would you no, just it, it also helps you know, she it has all the turtles look alike, so Yeah, right. Like that's kind of the reason why they have the different colors, because they all look alike. Ugh. Yeah. Turtle right. boobs. What the hell? <laughs> 
so stupid. Right, right. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Hack Slash, the Goth Girl Horror Podcast. Sorry, Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast, the official Hack Slash Podcast. This will be the last episode, I think, that is going to air before Halloween, as this will post on the 17th. And then, oh, no, we actually will have the – actually, no, I correct myself. When we record the 27th, that episode will yeah. post on Halloween. Oh, nice. I yeah. That. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Check out Goth Girl Horror on Twitter. Find us on our individual Twitters at ChrisDSAV. I'm Mad But Magic. And you can find uh, the rest of the episodes on the RadioHorror.com website. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with issue number three and another Vampirella guest star. This time, New York Times author Nancy Collins. Woohoo! Murderous monsters don't stand